and you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still, y'all already know. And tonight we have the legend that is Dasho Smith in the building. Um, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me get this right. A hip hop, jazz, soul, funk cocktail in the flesh. That's good, King. <laughs> hey, everything is cool, brother. Everything is cool, man. How you, man? What's oh, up, everybody? Man. I'm doing good, man. How's life? How's your family? Uh, life is cool. Life is life. Is life. Life is lifing. <laughs> life is doing what life does. But I'm, but I'm all good, man. The family is, family is cool, and everybody's hanging in there and doing good, man. Doing what you, we can. You, you look very musical. You just uh, got a, a musical just vibe about you. Love the hat, love the shirt. Just the whole essence just screams, I make shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um I I kind of I'm kind of like a I didn't really necessarily grow up in a musical family per se, but mm-hmm. my family always loved music and they had music all around the house my moms and pops older brothers and sisters i'm the baby i'm the baby okay. of mine. so i'm i'm kind of i'm from a blended family so there was always music around the house and um i have uh i had an older brother um rest in peace my older brother stefan mm-hmm. he passed away when i was 11 and he was one of the biggest influences on me uh musically he was a DJ, and he had all kinds of stuff around the house, man. Like he just, you know, he he got me into um, hip hop as it was, you know. So, so that was about the time you moved to Atlanta, then, right? Yeah. Um, about uh, so we we moved here in '89. Yeah, moved here in '89. Um, and uh, I grew up in College Park, Georgia. Okay. Okay. Yep. And what was the first instrument you picked up? Uh, piano. A piano. So I tried that. I was ass, bro. I was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the way the way I got introduced to it was there. There was a um, a woman. Uh, her name was Retha Ford. And she was like a mentor to my mom. Uh-huh. And she was an educator in Brooklyn, New York. She was an English teacher. And she had a baby grand piano in her house. Wow. And she was like, I'm getting a new baby grand piano. So y'all want one? And she gave me a baby grand piano. You so, me. so it was like, who, who gets that? Who gets a baby grand piano? Just off the rip. So what was so, the first song? The first song I learned to play, um, I want to say it was a mixture between um, the 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 melody for um, when do, when the doves cry. <laughs> That's classic. And, and um, <laughs> the glamorous life by Sheila E. You know, both Prince, (laughs) both major Prince influences, you know, of course. Rest in Um, peace to him. Rest rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. So it was like kind of a mixture of those two on the piano. I just learned them by ear. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Just plucked them out by ear, man. And that that kind of began everything. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so did you ever did do, do you read now or just strictly still by ear? Uh yeah, yeah, I do read. I read music. Uh, I ended up, um, you know, going and going to school and learning to read music in middle school and high school and uh, beyond. So, uh, yeah, it it kind of it became a thing. So at first, I was picking everything up by ear real quick, and then I started associating. The notes with what I heard uh-huh. on like if I saw something on the paper and it sounded like a thing, I'll be like, oh, that's that note. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Yeah. 
That's dope. So, so hip hop wise, what was the first song that did it for you? Jesus, man. Oh my God. I would have to say it was the show. Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, man. I would have to say it was the show. And then Lottie Dottie. Timeless. That's what can't go wrong with those. And I'm going to tell you, for me, it was, uh, uh, I mean, I, my mother bought me my first Fat Boys, uh, my first record. It was actual record for the young people out there. It was the Fat Boys. Wow. Um, but EPMD, You Guys to Chill, was my moment. Like, like, And I tell this story all the time, but I remember distinctly coming out of high school. I remember the guy that was playing this song. I remember the car, the the whole scene. It was like like some movie shit for me. It was like that was my hip hop, <laughs> the, the greatness of hip hop. That was my moment yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got so, chill. Wow, oh wow, wow, oh wow, wow, wow. That's the that's uh, it. Oh, uh, and dude had some sounds in the, He had a Mustang. Yeah, he had some sounds in that boy too, and the bass was just thumping on a on a beautiful summer day coming out of high school. Oh, yeah. man, life life couldn't yeah. get better than that. Yeah, they had. Oh man, that that's yeah, because that was that. Um, they they sampled that more bounce to the ounce and then uh-huh. jungle boogie. Oh, that was it right there. That was that it. Was absolute. But Ducky, that's a classic though, man. The show. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. Oh my! Come on, man! You play that now. <laughs> oh my god! And, and, you, and you know where you know where that <laughs> where the horn rip came from, right? I don't. That bu- 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 uh-huh. that came from the Wiz. Are you kidding me? It came from the Wiz when they um when they went to Emerald City and they they were playing the ba 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 ba. Oh, I had no freaking clue, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I had that. that I had <laughs> I no freaking. I was today years old when I learned that. <laughs> so, so, so you get to Atlanta, kid out of Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that like, musically and socially, for you? Um. So. When we first and I'm I'm a I have a beer in my hand so oh, okay I, don't worry I I got some wine right here for you bro word 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 <laughs> so moving moving to the south because you know most most black folks you know most of us are people from somewhere in the south anyway right you know so moving to the south like uh, I I sort of had some southern roots in mm. me anyway. Uh, uh, my pop was was from a small town called Bennisville, South Carolina, and my mom was from um, Pulaski, Virginia, and she grew up in Bluefield, West Virginia. So they, you know, they from they they country folk, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And um, all my family uh, on both sides are familiar with the South, but for me, coming down here was definitely different, man. It was like it was hugely and extremely different and Atlanta was a whole different party than what it was than what it is now Um, things were slowly slowly developing Um, the landscape of the city you know there was still its skyscrapers and you know things of that nature Um, it was kind of like the the burgeoning black mecca Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was it was largely different, you know. Uh, schools, the schools that I went to were uh, predominantly white. Then, wow. um, especially like in the, in the South Fulton area, south of Atlanta, uh, the the schools that I went to were predominantly white. And so, um, hell, I remember playing. Uh, I played little league baseball, and I remember there was a. Um, there was like a little parade in the, in the town um, where we played at. Actually, I live in that kind of in the area now. It's called mm-hmm. Fairborn, Georgia. And there was like a little parade in that town. Um, 
And there was folks walking around with the Confederate flag. You know what I mean? You know, this was like back in 1990, 91. Just folks walking around blatant with the Confederate flag. So did you know what it meant at that time? I did. I did. Because um, I got all kinds of stories, man. So when I first learned about the Confederate flag was, uh, you remember that show, The Dukes of Hazard? Oh, yeah. Yep. So I had the car. I had the General Lee. Which oh, was just blatant in itself. General Lee. Looking of back it. on it, I did not know at the time, but Jesus Christ, man. It was yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, no, it's all good. So I think my pop was just kind of like, man, I'm going to have to break it down to him and let him know what's up. So he told me um, what it was about. He told me what was up with it. And then I was like, man, throwing this in the trash. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was probably about six or seven then when that was going down, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean it was so it was so blatant, man. It was so yeah. blatant that they had yeah. that show out there like that. A lot of you know? shit was blatant. Like if you like I'm old enough to remember all I'm old enough to remember that the Jefferson started on All in the Family. Uh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. That was and, a little bit before me, but I know you know the history behind that, yeah. And you want to talk about blatant? All in the family was blatant, but I, I will say it was dope to see the uh, 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 George Jefferson clapping back, and he did yeah. not pull any punches at all. Right, right. <laughs> so, and, and even the theme song, even the theme song of All in the Family, you know, um, you know, it was it was very very conservative. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this. So, so is the trumpet your favorite instrument? Um, yeah. Well, I I guess so. I guess it is. Um, you know, I've been playing it for so long and I, I love the sound of it. Um the I think the trumpet brings out so much personality and it's it's the lead instrument in everything um you know band wise in all of the old school funk grooves you know nothing nothing is really heard when, uh, unless you got the trumpet on top of it you know the trumpet has that punch so i love the instrument man um you know i grew up the way the way i even started playing the trumpet was when i was um when we first moved down here, mm-hmm. I had uh, asthma from all of the seasonal allergies and everything that was that was happening. A whole different uh, ecosystem. So I had seasonal allergies. I had asthma, and my folks took me to um, a pediatrician, and he actually recommended. Um, he said, "Hey, you know, we'll give you this medicine, this asthma pump, and all that," but. Um, uh, he asked me, he was like, do you like music? And I said, yeah. And he was like, well, you know, you ever uh, think about playing a wind instrument? Mm. And uh, my parents were like, no, we never thought about that. And he basically was like, you know, if you play a wind instrument and uh, get used to playing it, get used to the breathing, um, whenever you start to have anything, uh, any breathing problems, you'll learn how to work your way through it by breathing because your lungs will be built up. Mm, so that's, that's some deep, you know what? That's a good doctor. Shout out to them. Yeah, because yeah, most doctors wouldn't yeah. give a shit to give you a, a inhaler and send you on your merry way. Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, that cat man, he um he he set me on the path, you know. Most most emotional song for you to play. The most emotional song for me to play. Oh man. Um and while you think about that, shout out to Mike Patterson who said he set his general Lee on fire. The Mike <laughs> e, my dude. Mike e. Oh man. I that. That, that's wild, bro. <laughs> set it on right. fire. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Man, 
so there's a lot there's a lot of, of songs man um you know in the from from jazz to funk a lot of songs i can't name just absolutely one um i will say i will say this Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do a top five in their multi-genres. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite jazz tunes emotionally to play um, is there's a tune by um, there's a tune by John Coltrane called Naima. Okay. Really beautiful tune. That I love to play, and it was a it was a love song. It was a ballad that he wrote to his first wife. Mm-hmm. I love that tune when I can get a chance to play it, and it's it's great. Um, my favorite, one of my favorite tunes that actually, uh, you know, get my get my eyes leaking whenever I get a chance to perform it <laughs> is um, "Mothership Connection" by P Funk, Parliament. Really? Yep. Yep. Um, it's all about the breakdown, man. Um, I know you. I know you watched um, the Houston '78 concert, right? Hmm, I'm trying to think because I watched quite a few. Yeah, I, I ain't yeah. write them down. It's um, it's the one. You know, they they uh, it's the one where they have they had a brother. They had a brother named Glenn Goings. Mm-hmm. Brother Glenn Goins, who he was, he was young. He passed away young, but mm-hmm. he sang lead on um, a few tunes okay. back then. He had like about a two or three album span with them, and he had the most gospelly, soulful voice. Like I'm talking about old man church. Out of a, he he passed away. It was um. He passed away when he was 24 of Hodgkin's uh, lymphoma. But if you hear his voice, like you hear his voice on songs like um, uh, Bop Gun. You remember Bop Gun? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's him? That's Glenn singing lead on Bop Gun. He sang lead on, um, I'm trying to think of some others. Um, I've Been Watching You. And, um, Funking around for fun, he he was all over the um, the uh, clones of Doctor Funkenstein album. That was Glenn's album right there. He was all over that album, and so during the concert, um, the Houston '78 concert, mm-hmm. uh, when they go into Mothership Connection, they like just straight jamming. They they go and they going in a jam right, and then they go into the second part. Um, um, swing down, sweet cherry, stop and let me ride. They're doing that part, but they break it all the way down and they let Glenn just kind of go in and take him to church. Oh. And it, it becomes like just this wholesome spiritual thing, man. Like they break it all the way down and Glenn is just kind of like summoning the mothership on this joint. Huh. So I um when I get a chance, you know, I, I don't perform it very often because I need like a big crew to perform it. Mm-hmm. But when I do get to perform it and get to sing it and get to get that get to that part, that part is, you know, uh that that part is emotional for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's one of them. <laughs> okay. I got a few more, but th- those are all long stories. I I got time, bro. I, I ain't going nowhere. Um, tribe. Why? Why tribe? Tribe. Um, your your mic is. Uh, I can't hear you all that well. I think you went down. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can. I can hear you, but the for some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I didn't touch anything. Can you hear me better now? No. Let me let me see if it's something on my end. Uh, let me see. Yeah, because I haven't touched any, I haven't touched a thing. 
Like I can hear you, but StreamYard be on some BS sometimes though too, I will admit. Yeah. Uh, and I got it as loud as I really can okay. go. Well, can you hear me now? Let me see. Um if you want to yeah, come I back can out, hear you. we can work with it. Or you want to go out and come back in, that might work too. Let's let's try that. Let's try that. Let me see. Um, yeah. Let me, let me exit real quick and I'll be right back. We'll take a commercial break. And if you're just tuning in, um, we have the legend that is Dasho A. Smith in the building with us taking a commercial break. Um, and just to let you know, we'll give a, a little shout out to our sponsor, M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. Go check them out. Dopest clothing out there. How's that? We good? Sounds better. Yep. There we go. Right. Back to yeah. yeah. Shit happens, man. Um, so we were talking about uh, like what why tribe. So well, we as did, a matter of fact, and I'm sorry. Let me let me let me start. Did you do anybody before tribe, or was tribe like the first? I don't. Is it a tribute concert? Yeah. Um. We did so. Of, of I would say back in 2018, mm-hmm. I worked with a, a squad, and. I'll even go. I'll even go back further than that. Really, um, I always. I I grew up, you know, uh, rhyming. I grew up playing horn. Um, I've got a. I had a hip hop band, and we we actually still sort of together. A hip hop band I grew up with, like from middle school and high school. Um, and like our biggest influences were Native Tongues. Uh, De La Soul Tribe, Jungle Brothers, uh, LONS, those were big influences on us. Mm-hmm. And so when I came of age, I always, you know, incorporated hip hop and, and jazz into my sets just by nature. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes I would cover some of them songs and, uh, I would delve into the original tunes that they sampled mm. and then go into uh That's you know dope. the tune, go yeah. into the song, you know. I, I sort of just did that because I was like, it just felt natural to do it. And um, you know, fast forward to a few years down the line, um you know, people would hit me up and be like, hey, you know, we're doing like a jazz hip hop kind of thing and we want you to rhyme on it or we want you to play on it. Yeah, daddy, what's up? <laughs> Nothing beats fatherhood. Downstairs in the freezer. And for the record, black men spend more time with their children than any other ethnicity. Don't let them fool you with this bullshit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just had to throw that out there. Mad time. Because it's uh yeah. I there I know very, very few black men who don't spend time with their kids, and that's because they're for some reason kept away from their from their children. Um cats who who don't because they don't want to? I don't know them. I don't fuck with them. Oh, you're right. not gonna. You're not gonna be in my circle, bro. Yeah, yeah. If you're I a deadbeat, you gonna be with the deadbeats. You ain't, you ain't coming over here with the kings, bro. I'm right. cool on that. But but I know way more brothers. Yeah, you know. It's, it's, I mean, we spend time with our kids, man. We yeah, love our- I, I researched the shit. I did a show on it a few years back. So I researched the shit, and 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 because I, I was tired of hearing that narrative, and I wanted to come with receipts. Yeah, you know. So yeah, please look it up if you need to, but stop spreading that false bullshit. Right. Right. Anyway, um, so you you went from you you juxtaposed, or I don't know what the fancy word is, but you played the original, and then you also played the tribe. At, at what point do you say, okay, this is this is I'm on to something, 
let's let's make this an actual show. Yeah, it just it just became you know. So just even down here in Atlanta, um, people started knowing me for being Daddy, able to do. Daddy. What's up, baby girl? You got. He's hanging out with my nephew here. Yeah. Hey, beautiful. How you doing? Yeah. So. Scary octopus. (laughs) (laughs) So I would. So I would just do sets where. Um, even if it was like, um, so it would be, it would be sets where I would do, Hey, you want daddy's phone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That always works. <laughs> yeah. let you see his old phone. Okay. Give me, give me one minute. So, yeah. So I would do a set where it was like, you know, I would do my jazz tunes. I would do whatever. Then I mess around and do. Um, I mess around and do the original um, to uh, One Love by Nas, which was a song called Smiling Billy Sweet by the Heath Brothers. Like, I'll do something like that, do the original to that, and then bring in One Love, you know. Um, it would be different little things, man, just different, different little things that I would do that I would incorporate into the sets. And then people... Um, you know, started kind of like, yo, this is dope, man. Like you, people did just kind of vibing off of that. Um, and it was just something I just felt like, like it was a natural thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. not not even thinking anything of it. And so some of my cats started hitting me up, uh, like the promoter of the Jazz of Tribe show, a uh, brother named Craig Garrett is a real real cool brother. He uh hit me up really late 2019 and he uh came to me with the concept. He said, "Hey man, um you know, we want to do do this show. We want to do you know the uh the, the tunes that tribe sampled and then go into the tribe tunes and vice versa versa vice." Mm-hmm. And um He's basically like, you know, you the only cat that I know who can be the front man for this because you can do both. And I was like, wow, man, I'm I'm honored. You know, I'm I'm down for it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. So we were originally supposed to do it in April uh 2020. But we all know what was happening then. Yeah, COVID shut everything down. Yeah, yeah. The the Thanos snap happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the stuff, man. Just went. It went down, you know. So, um, you know, so it was postponed, mm-hmm. and we definitely were like, "Hey, we're 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 going to do this show. Like, all of us are going to live, and we're going to do this show." <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, this show has to go down. We're going to live through this thing. <laughs> we wasn't playing, man. We was like, yo, I don't care what y'all do. We're going to live through this thing, and we're going to do this show. So around October of last year, um, Craig hit me up, and all, and the MD of the show is a, a great buddy of mine by the name of Kyrie Simmons, a fantastic bass player, composer, songwriter. Um, he's been a part of the, the Atlanta music scene for for years and years. Uh, he was India Irie's uh, musical director mm-hmm. and with her for some years. So, uh, you know, the two of them hit me up and they were like, hey, uh, it's it's back on. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's make it down. Let's let's make it happen. So um they when we put the flyer because actually when we first put the show up uh in 2020, 
that bad boy sold out in days. Really? So yeah, it sold out within days, man. Like people were like, "Yo, we're coming." Uh, it got it got snatched up. Tickets got snatched up. And then when we put it back out there, uh, like around October ish, early November of last yeah. year, um, because we were we were slated to do it December third. And when we first put it out there, man, folks, I mean, same reaction. People, oh, oh shit, we got to get this. Shit, <laughs> we go, we go, we go. So them tickets got snatched up. It was, it was a trip, man. I was like, wow. So, um, and we chose Tribe because I would have to say that between you know, all of the groups, Tribe were the ones that sort of did the perfect mixture, the perfect blend of what jazz and hip hop fusion would be and what it should sound like. Yes. It was, it was absolutely perfect. You know, they are the apex of that 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 genre. Yeah. Um, they brought they brought the lyricism and they brought the beats. Yeah. They brought the perfect samples. Everything was just like low end theory. I mean, perfect. their first three albums were masterpieces in itself. But um, I wouldn't say the yeah, first one. I would say the second. The, the second two, though. You, yeah. Well, yeah. I think like I fucked with Benita Applebaum. But uh-huh. I think they were too far at, for the regular the regular consumer like myself, like the regular mm-hmm. hip hop heads. They yeah. were a little too far, you know, Jungle Brothers E with with um, people's instinctive travels. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were eclectic. They were yeah. definitely eclectic. I mean, because. Around that time, yeah, because them and De La Soul, uh, De La came out first, and then Tribe dropped, and you know they came out. They were extraterrestrials, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they were extraterrestrials, but the but the but the sounds that they were bringing, like even on the instant travel, you know, yeah, they they were sampling folks, man, that people never even thought to. You know, they they were sampling your Roy Ayers's. They were sampling, um, you know, your your Sly and the Family Stones's and your your Lou Reed's and you know just all the weird stuff that people wouldn't even touch prior to that. You know, so um, yeah. So we just thought it was perfect, man. The beats hit hard, and you know, so many people love the rhymes and they can sing along to it. So it's like, why not? Let's do it. So um when we when we did it in December, man, it just it, people raised came and it was it, it landed very well. It landed very well, man. And shout out to um my brother Malcolm Jamal Warner for being a part of it. Yo, uh, I got a funny story about that cat. Follow yeah. me on Instagram. And 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 I've interviewed a shitload of people. I've been doing this for like seven years. Uh-huh. I was a fucking fan, bro. I, I I called my boy up, Malcolm Jamal Horn, follow me. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I thought I made it. Like that just been a fan since the Cosby show. But anyway, how the hell did you hook up with that cat? Um I met him at a show. That I was performing at at um this venue called the Hammond's House in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, this was back in October 2018 when I met him. He was a real cool cat. Dapped him up, you know. He he came over. Was like, "Yo, man," because I I was this was with um a trumpet player, great trumpet player, composer named Russell Gunn. Mm-hmm. He lives down here in Atlanta. Um. He made he's made waves throughout the years with um, quite a few sort of um, uh, groundbreaking albums that also very hip hop influenced mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. 
fusing, you know, hip hop, funk, jazz, lots of different things in his music. Um, so I was performing with his orchestra called the Crunk Jazz Orchestra. And um, so on on that, you know, I was playing trumpet and then there was also a couple of songs that I rhymed on. Mm-hmm. And so after the uh, performance, um, I saw Malcolm and I was like, hey, what's going on, man? And he was like, hey, what's up? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? And dabbed me up and we chatted for a little bit. And um, then we parted ways. And, you know, we we didn't connect. We didn't keep in touch or anything, right? Mm-hmm. So fast forward to November of last year, um, I, I think he got wind of the show about to hit, you know, the, the Tribe tribute. And mm-hmm. he hits man, and he's like, hey, man, um, you know, remember we met back and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, of course I remember. <laughs> you know, and um and, and funny enough, had we not met back in uh, back in uh, 2018, he probably would have never hit me up. Mm-hmm. But you know, come to find out, um, he knew pretty much all of the musicians who were on the hit with me. Wow. Uh, the drummer is his cousin, um, Landon Anderson, and and Landon, you know, has played with Malcolm uh, on his stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Yo, man, I'm coming through to the show. I gotta come through the show. I'm bringing my wife." And um, I said, yo, it'll be great. Great to have you come out. And then after like a, a few days of like texting back and forth, just chit chatting about music and everything, he was like, hey, man, you know, do you, you mind if I, you know, come and hang out on the set just for a couple of tunes? Uh-huh. And I, I'd be freaking honored. I'd be freaking honored, man. So, um, yeah. So he came to the first rehearsal we did. Um, he did Check the Rhyme with me. He did Scenario with me. He played bass on Bonita. On Bonita oh, he played bass? Yeah, he plays bass. Did and he's, he's a solid bass player too, man. A lot did of people know didn't know that. No, he plays bass. Yeah. Yeah, he plays bass. He's been playing for um, about 25, 26 years now. And he, he's a solid bass player, man. He holds his own very well. Really cool. That's freaking man. dope. Yeah, yeah. He um he can't he sat in. He was like a surprise guest on that very first those first two sets that we did. And people lost their minds. <laughs> lost it, man. They were like, holy shit. They were like, what the fuck? What kind of vortex am I in? <laughs> We got a multiverse. <laughs> we lost it when he lost it. When he came up and did check the run and he did scenario. We closed out the show with scenario. We traded verses. <sighs> traded verses on scenario. And after that, man, we were like, yo, bro, hey, if we take this joint on the road or whatever, you are in the gig, man. You we gotta keep this happening. So he just ever so graciously was like, hey, I'm down. Um, um, so we did Vinkman's in Atlanta back in, um, you know, December of, of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then we did Neighborhood Theater in Charlotte, in Charlotte, um, um, NC. And that, that sold out. It was like a 500-seater sold out. Um, and I was shocked. I was like, yo, folks really want this. Um, we brought it back to Atlanta. We did it last week, man. And um, uh, that it, it sold out. And we had to, like, make get extra tickets and make extra space for people because that's dope. Yeah. So it was it was on point, man. It was some some special. Yo, if um, I ever come to Ohio or or Detroit, please let me know. I'll let you know. Yeah, I will absolutely come, man. That would be so freaking dope. Yeah, Can, yeah. Have you considered Outcast? Um, we haven't thought about it yet. We haven't put it out there quite yet. Um, it would be dope. Folks have asked us. 
um, folks have asked us, and we we haven't put it in the quite in the in the in the uh, functionality yet, but mm -hmm. it could happen. That happen. would be Outcast or Bone, my top two groups for me of all time, hip hop. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. you're you're out of Cleveland. I was born and raised in Detroit, but I've been living in Cleveland for the last couple of decades. Okay, yeah, and they're not too far away, really. They just right no, around. No, matter of fact, I'm going home this weekend. Um, take my daughters out for uh, Mother's Day. Um, and rest in peace to my mom's man. Lost her a couple of years ago. So, okay, yeah, still, 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 you know, it's just tough. Mother's Day is, you know, yeah. Um, but um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. While, while I'm thinking about it. I still I still uh have my mom. She's actually dealing with um Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Right now. Um I lost my pop back in twenty nineteen. So it's tough losing parents, man. As you get older, it's uh, it's I lost happen. both my parents in like two months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I completely understand. Can we fix it? There you go. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's just one of those is one of those things that just sucks, man. And yeah, and I've heard just, a lot of stories like you know one when one goes, the other one is like, well, you know, the, 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 like they they had been divorced long, freaking decades. Yeah. Um, but my mom's passed away and, and actually her anniversary is coming up in a couple of, in, the, in about a week. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then my pops passed away uh, a couple months after that. Mm -hmm. And then his wife passed away like a month after him. Wow. So it was just like, like 2020 was just ass, you know, mm -hmm. but I will say like, like you learn a lot. I don't know. You know, I've, I've learned a lot more about my parents than I thought I would after they passed than when they were here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you, you learn the impact they left on people. You start hearing the stories that they were just too humble to tell you. Right. Right. You right. Know, so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate the journey. You know, it sucks, but this is the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it's supposed to be, man. Yeah, the generations you you don't want to see your kids go before you. No, you don't. Yeah, but you want to. I mean, you you don't want to see your parents go either. But but you that's understand the, that's the order of life there. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, I I think um in I think June. 18th, I am going to be actually in Cleveland uh, performing with Roy Ayers. Keep me posted, bro. Like, like, let me know. You know, I'll me and my wife will come out to that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been uh, performing with Roy Ayers probably about on, on and off about 13, 14 years. Um, and I've been on the road with him, uh, yeah, the last like three or four years, like consistently. On the road. Have you ever had a real job, like like a quote unquote real job? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, shoot, I used to work at a. Um, I this is a this is a uh, ill story. I worked at a um, pizza restaurant. I was like a manager there, actually. So I worked there for about 12 years, probably managed there for about eight, nine years, right? Uh -huh. And, you know, I was already kind of like a lot of stuff was coming in for me gig-wise and a lot of real cool opportunities were happening. And I was like, you know what, man? I really I really don't need this bread here anymore. Um I can actually, I don't need this pizza dough here anymore. Pun intended. <laughs> I'm, I'm, making, I'm making this other dough. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the, and, and so, you know, I was already just, you know, doing a lot of work. My, my work was coming in, you know, very frequently anyway. 
um, at that time. And mm-hmm. then the day that I quit was the day that Prince Rogers Nelson passed away. Oh, wow. Yep. On April 21st, 2016. That was the day I was like, I, I actually just kind of, I don't know if I walked off the job. I, I guess I guess it was just kind of like it was, you know, because the the news was on and everything. It was on, you know, it was on CNN and everything like that. And the whole day, I'm just sitting there looking at the screen like, "Fuck, man, shit, what the hell am I doing with myself, man?" And Prince is the most talented individual for my money in music history. Yeah. Yeah. Um he had it, he had all of all that you could have. Yep. In a performer. Yes. You know, the performer, the musician, um, the producer. <laughs> The songwriter, the singer, he he just had everything. Um, you know, everything wasn't great, but the stuff that was absolutely great, like he had more absolutely great things than not. Yes, he did. You know? Like nobody, nobody, nobody hits out the park every time. I don't care right. what artist you are. Nobody. Right. Absolutely. You know? You know, Absolutely. so, but as far as I can put this individual in a studio with some random ass instruments by himself, literally, and he can yeah. come out with a whole ass album with yeah. nobody's help. First off, it's not too many people in the history of human beings that could do that, yeah. especially yeah. at the caliber of which he could do that. It just, just freaking phenomenal. Um, and somebody yeah. said they, that, 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 uh, they need to show up there in Seattle too. shout out to, uh, my dude Corleone. Yeah. Have you considered like just taking it on tour? Um yeah, we're it's it's in the works. We're doing some spot dates now with it. Uh-huh. We've got Brooklyn, we've got Brooklyn next, my hometown, which I'm like ecstatic about. Okay, when Brooklyn. is Brooklyn? That's July 1st. July 1st. I can drive there. Can I get two tickets? Okay, a you ticket and a half. You don't need uh, it's, it's, the, it's, the, um, <laughs> it's the International uh, African Arts Festival. So it's free. It's outdoors. Oh, free in Brooklyn? I don't know about that one, bro. Yeah, I think. I, <laughs> yeah. Now that part of it is free. You say it's the international what, though? The International African Arts Festival. I'll hmm. send you the um the flyer too. Okay. Yeah, I'll send That's you the dope. Yeah. That's gonna be actually the first show that I ever do with under my own name in my birthplace. Really? Yep. And I've got I've got um uh got a brother up there i've got a sister up there i've got leagues of nieces and nephews legions of nieces and nephews up there and uh here you go here you go baby aunts and uncles um cousins so and a lot of them have never seen me perform man so it so is it just gonna be tribe, or are you gonna hit them with like some digging in the crates, some some you know like just a plethora of of New York classic shit? We we will probably dig in the crates a little bit because mm-hmm. even in the even in the last show, um, we we did we referenced a few tunes, we referenced um you know stakes is high. De La Soul joint. We referenced um, what else? We we threw in a few other nuggets. So we do try, but we don't mind playing around with some other things. Like even 
even on the eclectic side of things, like um, so there's a so you know the you know tribe song verses from the abstract, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the one where legendary bass player Ron Carter is on it, right? And Q-tip, mm-hmm. Q-tip says Ron Carter is on the bass, right? Mm-hmm. So the bass line that he's actually playing on that song comes from um, Heat Waves, Star of the Story. Mm. Right? Which is one of the most beautiful uh, ballads, one of my favorite ballads of all time. And so we don't even do verses from the abstract. We mm-hmm. just do Star of the Story, and I've seen that. And we we do the verses, and then on the vamp out, we just take them to all kinds of different places. We take, we go, we go, uh, <laughs> we reference like Tears for Fears. We mess around with, uh, <laughs> you know, Joe Jackson. We do, you know, we, we just mess around with some stuff, man. We definitely Can we get go- some Dilla? Oh, Dilla's, Dilla's in the piece. Okay. We got, um, Shout out, what up, though, Detroit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dill is already in there because we we mess around and play. Um, well, Dilla did stakes is high anyway. Dilla did, Dilla did, yeah, Dilla did stakes is high. De La Soul stakes is high. Stakes is high. He did that. We we do um um what what is the joint? We we do a straight up instrumental version of um now you caught my heart for the evening. Kiss my cheek moved in, you confuse things. And that's Dilla, you know. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. That's classic right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, classic right there. So that, that's all that's it all in the gum. It's in the gumbo, man. It's all in the gumbo. Yo, um, and somebody wants to know who do they contact to talk numbers and venues? Talk with uh, Craig Garrett. What I'll do, Craig Garrett at Next Level Events. He is uh, the promoter slash curator for this, mm-hmm. and um, he's he's on Instagram, uh, Craig uh, C R A I G Garrett. G A R R E T T. Yeah, I had it right. Yeah, he's on Instagram. Um, and and also next level ATL. Next level ATL. You can you can reach him there and um he'll he responds very quickly. Nah, yeah, I just followed him too on, on IG. Hey, um, you did a song. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that was you. Where did I wrote that down to? Where did I, uh, shit, what was it? Uh, Keezers. I don't know if that was the name of the song. Um, I got it in my um inbox too. But it was like a a Latin joint. It's Royal Keezers. Is that you featuring Dashiell and then Sun Nova Smith? Is that yeah, you? That- that's me, but I don't remember what song that was. You, you were you had like a really like a it was a trumpet the size of your hand. What the hell is that? <laughs> this a pocket. It's a pocket trumpet. Uh, I've never. I'm I'm sitting here at the crib. Like first off, the song was dope, but secondly, I'm like, what the what? I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's a pocket. It's called a pocket trumpet. It's really cool, man. It's it's functional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and if people want to get in contact with you, how, how do they go about doing that? They can do um, Dashiell Smith at Instagram, or at at Dashiell Smith on Instagram, or Dashiell Smith on Facebook. And get in contact with me that way. Um, or you can contact me Dashil Nova D-A-S-H-I-L-L-N-O-V-A-H at gmail.com. 
Yeah, I'm, I, I might not make it to Brooklyn, but I'll absolutely be there. Uh, you said in June, right? With Roy Ayers. With Roy Ayers, with the legendary Roy Ayers. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, Heating with him. Let me ask you this. When you're you, you look, you looking, you, you looking through your phone. Just over the years, man. It's just oh, kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> It's like who else gets to do this? <laughs> yeah, like right, because like, Roy, Roy is is a Roy is a foundation for all of this. Also, you know, Jeez, I mean, how old is he now? He is um, Roy is eighty one. He'll be eighty two this year. Good lord, and he's still touring. He's still he's still spot touring, man. Wow, that's got to be an honor, uh, uh, unlike any other. Let me ask you this: When you look through your contact list, you look at your phone. Who are you just the most shocked to be like, wow, I could call this person? Oh, here I got I got you, baby. Um. That's a that's a that's a fun question. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the numbers, <laughs> one of the numbers that I am shocked that I have in my contact list is uh, and I and I've never called him, but um, Harry Belafonte. You can't. How do you not call Harry Belafonte, bro? Say what? How are you not calling Harry Belafonte? I just, I don't know, man. I just, just like, man, that cat is, you know, he doing his thing, man. <laughs> but I met him a few years ago. I met him about seven or eight years ago. And he was like, put my number in your contact list. Okay, gotcha. Bruh, you have got to call Harry Belafonte before you can't call Harry Belafonte. Yeah, that's true. That's real. You, that's you, real. You yeah, wake up one bad. day and he is passed on, you're going to regret not calling Harry Belafonte. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, because he's he's the same age as uh, Sidney Poitier. You know, and you know, we lost Sidney earlier this year, so you're right about that. Yeah. Take advantage of it, bro. That's a yeah. that's an honor. Yeah, you know. Um, I see we probably we having some little difficulties again. I, I don't, I'm not gonna take up too much of your time, bro. But this has been a phenomenal conversation, and I want to thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Oh, Absolutely. On, uh, it, it it and if no one else tells you, I'm proud of you. Thank you, my dude. Thank we you. We don't man. say thank enough you, to each other. Yeah, yeah, I, I really appreciate that, man. And if there's anything I can do for you ever, don't hesitate mm-hmm. to hit me up. And I'm uh I'm gonna inbox you my telephone number too. Okay, and I'll do the same. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. actually call me though, bro. I'm not Harry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, is there anything you wanted to say before before we go? Oh, I just man. Just thank you for having me on. Thank you for having me on. It's been a cool conversation. It's great to meet with you and vibe with you. And, you know, this talking music, man, I, I could do this. I could run my mouth about music for days on end. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. So, and, and you so can I, tell this, yeah, the, 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 uh, the audio is kind of fucking up on both ways. So I, I ain't going to trouble you too much, man. Tell your family thank you for, for for loaning you to us. We appreciate that, man. Um, and we'll definitely chop it up in the future. Absolutely. Yes, sir, brother. You know what? Um, and have a good one, bro. Peace you to you. Too, man. Enjoy the rest see, of the evening. And I'll see you in June. All right, cool. I'll keep you posted on the Okay. Everybody. Okay, no doubt. Peace to you. All right, brother. Yo, that was pretty dope, man. Um 
definitely appreciate the brother's time, energy, and wisdom. And Jesus Christ, man, Harry freaking Belafonte in your phone. Oh, I'm calling you, bro. I'm calling Harry Belafonte. Um, but that's very, very dope. And it, it's just an honor, man. And and while I'm at it, it has been an honor over the years to to be a small blip in the journey of so many people. Um, some that'll remember me, some that won't. But to know that I got a chance to interact with greatness on their path and you only get one shot at this life has been my privilege. On that note, man, y'all have a good one. Don't forget to follow the show, like, and subscribe. Um, tell somebody about it. It's Intellectually Petty Radio. Again, that's brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves. Sucker stand still. My name is Jobs, and I'm out. <laughs>